Staples show and we're talking about recruiting again you're gonna get a lot of that in June but this is a little bit different kind of recruiting talk because we're talking about the recruitment of someone who isn't going to play a college football game until 2023 and it's someone whose first name you don't know but whose last name you definitely know and you'll be hearing about this guy a whole lot over the next few years because this might be the most anticipated most followed recruitment in college football history. That is the recruitment of Arch Manning. Yes, grandson of Archie, nephew of Peyton and Eli, son of Cooper, Arch Manning, playing at the high school where his dad and his uncles were stars, is trying to decide where he wants to go to college, and everyone is interested. If you have not read Jeff Duncan's Amazing story on the recruitment of Arch Manning on The Athletic. We'll get there now and then come back and and we'll talk about it later. But if you have, let's talk about it right now. Because, Jeff, you're right here with me. This is one of those that it's crazy because you hear this, you know, these stories that bubble up as the kid is coming toward high school. Well, this Cooper's kid might be as good as, as Peyton or Eli. And it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then he actually gets to high school, and he might be. No, 100%, Andy. And look, how many times have we heard that in our careers, right? The, the hype around a young prospect. And uh, I tend to, uh, I tend to uh, be in the show-me mode uh, over the years because I've seen so many of them not live up to the expectations. But in this case, I, I think it's pretty valid. I think he's the real deal. Uh, it's hard to find really much fault in his game. He's so advanced at such a young age, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, let's face it, he's had a head start in life uh, as far as being a quarterback, uh, being around his you know, famous grandfather and uncles. And uh, th- th- I think the key for him is he was not pushed into the sport. And uh, I think because of that, he really, really enjoys it. He's kind of a football nerd the way his uncle Peyton was. So he's just into it. He, he eats and sleeps it even though he's still well-rounded in a lot of ways. So you get kind of this package with Arch of a little bit of all of his famous relatives. He, he kind of runs with the athleticism of, of Archie, his grandfather. Uh, he's got this uh, natural athleticism of his father, Cooper, who was a really good wide receiver, went to Ole Miss on scholarship. And then he's got uh, the poise and maturity of Eli on the field. And then, of course – uh, Uncle Peyton's kind of processing ability, his ability to break down uh, defenses and read defenses and and pre- prepare the way Peyton does. Uh, it's really quite a package for someone that is yet to even start his junior year of high school. Well, let, let's talk about Arch's dad, because I think people assume, oh, he's the Manning brother who wasn't a star quarterback in the NFL. So how did how did the genes get here? But Cooper might have been the best athlete of those three brothers. Definitely. Definitely was the best athlete. Uh, Cooper's the oldest and uh, was a tremendous basketball player, could dunk, reverse dunk. Uh, that's why he played wide receiver. I mean, he was older than Peyton. Uh, 
uh, when Peyton was coming up being the quarterback and Cooper was his number one target when he started as a sophomore at Newman. And Cooper went, like I said, to Ole Miss uh, on a football scholarship but was diagnosed with a spinal condition called spinal stenosis and had to give up the sport before he ever even played at Ole Miss, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but obviously his genes are still there, and you can see them. You can see that athleticism in Arch. I mean, he is not a stationary quarterback the way uh, Eli and Peyton are. I mean, he really can move around. That's one of the first things I think uh, your listeners will notice when they watch him play, and believe me, they're going to see him play in the next year or two because he's going to be on ESPN. Yeah, I, I, I got a feeling every every time he plays a game, there's going to be a touchdown pass on SportsCenter. Right, and he's going to. I know ESPN's coming back to town. And, and look, I had a network executive this past offseason tell me he would not be surprised if one of the networks ends up cutting a deal with Newman to televise their games. That would be, I think, a first probably, right? Yeah, I, even IMG Academy doesn't have a, a TV deal. They, they they play games on ESPN or on you know different channels, but it's part of a high school package or a one-off where they they negotiated a deal because of the game they're playing. You know, the opponent they're playing. So yeah, it's it's one of those where I don't know that a high school's been able to do that really since maybe LeBron was at mm-hmm. uh, Saint Vincent Saint Mary because they they had most of their games on TV. That's what I was thinking. It's very similar feel uh, around Arch that I assume what is what it was like with LeBron because of the star power, the brand, the name recognition. And that's what these colleges know that are recruiting him, right? I mean, let's set aside the, his amazing talent on the field, his coachability, his intelligence. But you get Arch Manning, it comes with a cachet. Uh, you, you know, you're going to have those the Mannings all at your game, I can see CBS or ESPN panning uh, to the suite, and there's Archie and Olivia and Cooper and Ellen and 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 Eli and Peyton there. I mean, there's there's star power to that, and, and that's only going to build momentum for your program if you get a kid like this. Uh, the recruiting, I think, once he commits, is going to go off the charts, whatever school gets him. My favorite quote in your story is is one – I believe Nelson Stewart, the, the high school coach, told you this, that, that Cooper asked for a quote-unquote 70s recruitment. Yeah, yeah. And it, it stuck out to me right away too, Andy. I asked him, I said, what, what's a 70s-style recruitment? I think they just wanted to go old school. You know, they want to keep it under control. They they want to limit the phone calls. Uh, he's not on social media, as I, as I noted. Uh, he does have a private Instagram account, but he's not on Twitter. So he's not – on there posting every offer he gets and, and every visit he makes, he's, you're not going to see that out of Arch. Uh, they want to kind of uh, limit uh, the media coverage of him. That's why I was you know, so unique to be able to get a chance to sit down with him because he doesn't done a lot of local media either. Uh, he's only done a few sit downs nationally. Uh, so I think that's added to the mystique of this recruitment. The pandemic, of course, cut back on, the travel that the Mannings could do. So it's really kind of a late start in a lot of ways for him. I know the other top quarterback in the class, Malachi Nelson, is probably going to commit here in, a, in about a, a few weeks, most likely to Oklahoma. And, and Arch isn't even close to making a commitment. I mean, I don't think his commitment's going to come till sometime this time next year. So you can see how far behind he is compared to some of his peers. But I don't. I don't know that it matters as much with him because the, the one thing with quarterbacks is they 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 get in so early because the slots run out. 
Yep. You know, uh, o- Oklahoma is usually only signing one a year, and once Oklahoma signs their one, they're done. Uh, so if you take if you commit to that spot, you you got it, and everybody you know the dominoes fall that direction. I think every school in America would make a spot for Arch Manning whenever he feels like committing. Hundred percent. And and you know what these big schools are doing, now, Andy? I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this. The Oklahomas, the Clemsons, Alabamas, Ohio States. It's an every other year elite quarterback take, right? I mean, they've got it right. figured out, this this format. And we're seeing it play out at Clemson right now. Uh, now that Lawrence is gone, uh, you know, I, I'm going to butcher his name. Was it DJ? DJ Uiungalale. Yes, thank you. Uh, he is now taking over. He's had a year to sit behind uh, Lawrence. And then he'll take the program for two years. Uh, if they were to get, say, Arch Manning or another elite quarterback, that quarterback would come in in 2023, would be probably, uh, you know, DJ's junior year. Then he's off to the pros. So it, it really is a, a nice kind of system that is being set up at these at these big time programs. Yeah. And if you're you could also be the second QB in the elite QBs class and then you become Mac Jones yep. uh, or Kyle Trask. And those are the those are the guys who tend not to transfer and are there to win starting jobs when all the elite guys transfer out. So that's the other part that's going to make this fascinating is there are going to be a lot of shuffling and, and, you know, quarterback bingo between now and when Arch Manning sets foot on campus. Yeah. And I think about that a lot with say LSU, who has already taken a commitment uh, from Walker Howard, who's the son of Jamie Howard that played LSU. Uh, He's a year older than Arch, but an elite quarterback himself. And if Arch were to go to LSU, Man, that would be interesting to see Walker Howard and and Arch Manning compete for that job, both legacy type recruits at LSU. Uh, so you're right; these quarterback dominoes. It's amazing how they fall uh, once these elite guys start, you know, making commitments. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This one really is a wide open recruitment, as you pointed out in your story. And I I think it's interesting because you you really got into the, the LSU piece of it, where the Mannings have not gone to LSU. Archie went to Ole Miss. Peyton went to Tennessee, and Eli went to Ole Miss. It is not, you know, Peyton looked at LSU a little bit, but but it wasn't really on the radar for him by the time he made his his final decision. What would LSU have to do? Is it simply proving you can you can make pro quarterbacks because they did just have a number one draft pick at quarterback? Well, I think they've already kind of turned the corner in that area. So I think by bringing in Joe Brady a couple of years ago, uh, and, and and now they've hired Jake Peets and DJ Mangus uh, from the Carolina Panthers staff that were working under Joe Brady, uh, it has kind of cha- it's been a game changer. Joe Burrow and Joe Brady were a program changer at LSU. Uh, it has kind of opened up the spigot for elite quarterbacks. They've got Mac Johnson, Max Johnson there now, Garrett Nussmeyer, both sons of former NFL quarterbacks. We obviously know Miles Brennan is there as well. I mentioned Walker Howard. So they've kind of changed the perception of the program. 
And LSU, make no mistake, Andy, they're they're all in on Arch Manning. I mean, they are doing a tremendous job recruiting him. And I've said this before, if, if LSU doesn't get Arch Manning, it's not going to be because they did something wrong. They're doing a tremendous job recruiting him. It's just going to be because the kid finds uh, another place that he falls in love with because it, uh, LSU, uh, I think, has done everything right. The rules of engagement that Nelson Stewart and, and Cooper Manning have kind of laid down for the coaches, they followed them to a T. Uh, but LSU, I think, has a little bit of an uphill climb just in the fact that the history is there. They've never gotten a, a Manning. And frankly, and I pointed this out in the story, if you know the nuances and, you, and you're aware of Newman, I mean, Newman kids, Andy, just they just don't go to LSU. That's not what right. they do. They go to MIT or Dartmouth or something like that. It's not a pipeline uh, from Newman to LSU. So there's a little bit of that, I think, that they're fighting o- as well. Odell Beckham Jr., the notable exception. Yes, he's the one really big name recruit they got from there, but that's not been traditionally a, a, a recruiting, um, you know, area for LSU. Now, obviously, it's changed. They got two of his teammates already committed, upper class teammates, two of his best friends, and they're probably going to offer his best friend on the team, Will Randall, who's a tight end in his class, who's being you know recruited at at a very high level as well. He has offers from Virginia and Florida State. So it's really going to be fascinating to see if three of his teammates go to LSU and, and he doesn't. It would be, I think it would be interesting if he doesn't do that. Is is Ole Miss the other program that says we can't can't not get this guy because we had his grandfather and his uncle? Yes, very much. Uh, I've talked to people in, in Mississippi that told me, uh, you know, they're gonna there's going to be a meltdown if if Arch does not go to Ole Miss. Uh, they feel like that's They've had an inherent edge because the Mannings' relationship up there with people in Oxford. They're, they've got uh, condos and houses up there. Eli still lives up there. Uh, they feel like they have an edge on everybody else. But I don't think they're. I don't think people are appreciating just how uh, individualistic Arch is. That he is probably not going to just follow in the footsteps of his of his grandfather or his father or his uncle. Uh, he's going to do his own thing, and they're going to let him do his own thing. And, and I really believe when he says he's wide open, what he means, Andy, is of those 12 schools or so that, that are on his list right now, uh, they're pretty much all wide open. Uh, you know, he, He's just now getting started to go to some of these schools. He's going to go to Clemson this weekend. He's never been to Clemson. He's never met Dabo Swinney in person. Uh, you know, he, All these programs he hasn't been to, so it's hard for him to have a strong opinion right now because he – you know, he's just getting started in this in this recruiting game. Well, and, and the other thing about this is because of, of who he is and because of who his family members are, none of the traditional recruiting tricks are going to work on him. He'll see through everything. Yeah. And he'll either he or one of his uncles or his dad or his grandfather will get a lot of unvarnished opinions on whatever coaches they're considering him playing for. No, I think that's a great point. And I think every coach knows that, right? I mean, they know what they're dealing with here in, in the Mannings. I mean, there's going to be no stone unturned. Uh, you know, the Mannings are leveraging all their their NFL contacts. I mean, Andy, they're calling NFL offensive coordinators and personnel directors to find out how well prepared uh, certain schools' quarterbacks are when they got to the NFL. That's how far down the road they're thinking uh, they're, they're, they're looking in to 
each school talking to uh, students and, and people that say from Newman that are already on the campus of these schools that aren't involved with football. They're talking to them just uh, as uh, students, what, what the campus life is like, uh, you know, what kind of uh, demographics there are at that school. You know, you're meeting a lot of interesting, smart people. You know, they're, they're just thinking about the socialization of, the, of arts as well, in addition to the football part of it. So uh, they're going to do their homework just as you would expect uh, so the, I really think almost as much as anything else, uh, Arch is interviewing these coaches as much as they're interviewing him. Well, so take me through what does it take if you are Kirby Smart or Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney or Steve Sarkeesian or any of these other coaches trying to recruit Arch Manning right now? How does one gain an audience with Arch Manning if you are a college football coach? Well, it's all going through – uh, the head coach at Newman right now, all the recruitment is going through Nelson Stewart, who the family has kind of designated as the point man. So people are having to uh, basically schedule appointments. They're having to call and talk to Nelson and see when uh, they've set up two windows, uh, basically around noon when he has an open period at school. Now they're out of school now, uh, but during the school year, they were doing it around noon and then around dusk at night and and allowing him to do some Zoom calls with the coaches. And Basically, he's dividing it up evenly. He's trying to be as, as fair as he can and talking to Arch and letting him dictate, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to this coach in a while. Uh, but it's really coming down to like kind of like making an appointment with your doctor, <laughs> if you will, uh, to get in to, <laughs> to talk to him right now because they're not talking to Arch directly. It's uh, the, the cell phone has not been given out to the coaches. They're having to go through Nelson to, to talk to Arch. Which is amazing because usually I'm sure when Nick Saban wants to talk to somebody, he calls and every, and, and the other person drops everything because it's Nick Saban. Exactly. No doubt. And, and he, he did say, I thought it was interesting, he said he was nervous when he did his Zoom call with uh, Nick Saban. He said he was the only coach he was really nervous to talk to, I guess, because of the aura of the Sabanator. I, I don't know. Maybe that, that might be a clue. That might be a little tip off there, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, Arch may be tipping his hand. That's a good point. And I, the other thing that was tip, tipped hand a little bit was what Archie told me, and I put it in the story of how, how impressed they were at, with Clemson and you know how they're they're a little different, right? They they don't take JUCOs right now. They haven't taken really any transfers. Uh, uh, you know, they only recruit one quarterback at a time or get to take a commitment from one quarterback. Uh, and Archie said that that's kind of separated them from the pack a little bit. Now I don't. I don't think that means they're leading by any means, but it's definitely stood out to the Mannings how Clemson goes about their recruiting business. It also just so happens that that starting job may be open in 2023, maybe exactly. recently opened. Yes, and I think they are studying every bit of those depth charts. And the one thing Art said that I do believe is, and I do believe he's honest, is he's not going to not go somewhere if he really likes it because of another quarterback. Uh, he's going to go where he thinks he can compete. I mean, he he's confident in himself. And, and so I don't think he's worried about another quarterback already being on the depth chart, say, for one year or so. Uh, I don't think that would scare him off. Well, that, that's good because, honestly, if he was looking at that, that would give me pause. It's, it's The quarterbacks that are obsessed with the depth chart and who's there and who's not are the ones that tend to – to transfer a bunch and usually they've, they've left some clues in high school 
where they bounced around a little bit. And, uh, but the, the Mac Jones types who were like, I don't really care who's there. I, I'm going to be fine because I know I'm going to be fine. That's the quarterback I'd rather have playing. It sounds like this guy is, is definitely in that mold. Yeah, I think 100%. I'll tell you one of the interesting things I find about Arch that um, I think coaches like about him. I know Nelson Stewart likes this about him. He's still playing basketball, and he's going to play basketball again uh, this coming season for Newman. They've got a really good team. Randy Livingston, the former like prep All-American uh, LSU star, is the head coach there. And in basketball, Andy, he is just a role player. I mean, he's like a glue guy in the lineup. He's a rebounder, plays defense. He's, he's not really a talented, great basketball player, but I think that says a lot about him, right? I mean, in, in football, he's obviously the leader and, and the man, right? I mean, he's the leader. He's already been voted team captain at Newman as a junior. I think that's only happened one other time in the history of the program. But yet in basketball, he's willing to play a role, a subsur- you know, a, a, a sub role basically, and just be one of the guys and help his team win. I, that's to me very interesting. And I think says a lot about him that he can put on a different cap when he goes into a different sport and still be basically a role player. I would imagine that that's probably pretty refreshing. If you've grown up as a quarterback named Manning, you probably haven't had a lot of time like that in your life. So it probably feels pretty good to be just one of the guys. Yeah, that's a good point. And he also ran track for the first time this year and and high jumped and ran, I think, the anchor leg of their 4 by 400 So he, he, he obviously still has a lot of varied interests. And I think that is going to play a part in this recruitment. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to go just strictly to a place because of their, of their football uh, program and, and their offensive system. And if you think about it, Andy, you look at the list, uh, just about all of them have good offenses and good offensive minds running the programs. Um, so I, I think there's going to be more to it uh, when he when he gets on campus. He's going to want to go this fall and fly out to some some games and see what the game day experience is like at some of these schools, see what it's like on campus. And then the other thing I think that does factor in here that we haven't talked about is stability at the head coaching level. So that would give a school like Alabama, obviously, Clemson, I think a little bit of an edge because you know Dabo's not going anywhere and you know Nick Saban's probably not going anywhere. Uh, and you can't quite say that about some of the other schools, I think. Yeah, and now let, let's let's go through that list. We, we've mentioned a few schools already. We've mentioned uh, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas, Alabama. Also on the list, Georgia, Clemson, you, you said, seems to have maybe put itself near the top of the list. Virginia, Tennessee, Stanford, North Carolina. What am I missing here? No, you've got you've got just about all of them. I mean, I know they would they expressed interest in Notre Dame. That's another one. Yeah, Notre Dame and Ohio State. Uh, they would like to go to those campuses. He's never been to those campuses, so they're trying to work it out where they can squeeze a, a visit, say, to the Midwest into the mix as well, and, and also Southern Cal and Stanford out West, they'd probably knock those out on a weekend. The problem is, Andy, is this this period ends at the end of June, uh, so they'd have to do it unofficially early July and just kind of go out and see the campuses if they go to those other schools because they're kind of locked in for every weekend during June. And, and they've made it clear that they don't want to be traveling during the middle of the week because he wants to be back here with his team 
and his teammates working out. They're going to compete in some seven-on-seven camps, and he doesn't want to shirk his responsibility as the team captain to put his his recruitment, uh, you know, ahead of the team right now. Uh, it's it's going to be really interesting because think about the the level of recruiters we're talking about here. Uh, you know, we Ed Orgeron is a fantastic recruiter. We know that, and as you mentioned, LSU has done everything right in this case. Lane Kiffin, great with quarterbacks, you know, plus the Ole Miss ties. Uh, Nick Saban signed perhaps the the highest rated recruiting class in the history of football this past. February and, and December. Uh, then you've got, you know, Brian Kelly does a great job. Dabo Sweeney has, has had some really good quarterbacks here uh, and is a great recruiter. Mac Brown is a tremendous recruiter. Steve Sarkeesian has, has had great success with, with a bunch of different quarterbacks and just, you know, helped turn Mac Jones into a first-rounder right after they had a first-rounder in Tua. I mean, this is, this is a murderer's row of folks recruiting this kid. And that's that's the part I find interesting is that they can't use any of the normal BS, and they're all working against fellow super powered recruiters, right? And they and they've got a family who is so connected in the football world, unlike any family probably they've ever encountered, right? I mean, you've got guys like Archie Manning was the head of of the football foundation in America, right? He's connected as as well as anybody. Peyton and Eli know every coach in the NFL level and, 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 and personnel guy. So they can, they can do their homework on these coaches and find out if they're telling tall tales or not, or if they're trustworthy. So these guys have to be on their P's and Q's, like unlike any other player, I think they probably ever recruited. Well, and it'll, it'll also be interesting, Jeff, because we, we've seen, you know, of late, the, the best recruits like to form super team recruiting classes. I mean, they're, they're just like NBA free agents in, in that respect where they like to play together. The Pied Piper effect from this one could be pretty incredible. Yeah, and, and Arch has already made a lot of friends in his class uh, at some of these national uh, passing camps he's been to. And, and, and he's the kind of guy that players gravitate to. You know, I actually talked to him when I interviewed him uh, about Zion Williamson because I've worked on a big story with Zion and I told him a lot of the things that he does reminds me of Zion and, and, and Zion's the same way. He He's the kind of leader, the servant leader kind of guy who deflects all the praise to his teammates. And in turn, that makes players want to play with him. And that's exactly how Arch Manning is. I mean, he knows he's got a special name. He knows he's a, a tremendous talent. Uh, I know he's confident in that, but he really is uh, a good person as far as, uh, deflecting everything to his teammates, praising his teammates. So he's the kind of guy you're going to want to play with. There's no doubt about it. He's got that magnetic quality to him. Well, it is going to be fun to watch every twist and turn of this recruitment because, you know, wh- wherever he pops up this month, it's going to be a huge story. And then when he finally does decide where he wants to go, whether that's, you know, this summer or, or in the fall of this year, it is going to be massive. If you had to guess right now, Jeff Duncan, right now on Friday, June 4th, 2021, where do you think Arch Manning ends up playing college football? 
I knew you were going to put me on the spot, Andy. I knew it. Uh huh. <laughs> that's that's part of the deal, Jeff. I can't dodge the question. I would say Clemson's, uh, in my opinion, everything kind of lines up there. There's really nothing working against Clemson right now. I mean, they're they're in the South region, so the family can get to it easy. Uh, you know, the, it, it's a neutral pick, and I think that's something to think about too. The Mannings are so thoughtful about these things. If Arch doesn't go to Ole Miss, if he doesn't go to LSU. Uh, he may, they may say, you know what, let's go somewhere. We know people are going to be upset at those schools already. We don't want to go to Alabama or Georgia in the conference. Uh, that's going to even make them twice doubly upset. So let's go somewhere neutral out of the SEC. Clemson would qualify. Texas would qualify. Notre Dame like that. And also think that Dabo Swinney and his staff have done a tremendous job. And as we mentioned, it lines up in their depth chart for him to step right in there. So if I had to guess right now, I would say Clemson. That's where he's going, by the way, this weekend. He will be flying out on Saturday to a camp, and I'm sure we're going to hear about Clemson making him an offer when he gets there. You know he's not going to leave campus without an offer, and he's going to throw for the staff before he heads back on Sunday. So it's all starting this weekend, and, and it, it's I think it's significant that the first place he goes is Clemson. Well, get ready, Clemson, South Carolina. The circus is coming to town Jeff Duncan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Andy. I appreciate it, buddy.